Hello, welcome everyone. I am Chris Hyams, CEO of Indeed, and welcome to the next installment of Here to Help. This is our look at how Indeed has been navigating the global impact of COVID-19. Today is June 22nd. We are on day 111 of Global Work From Home. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Maggie Hulse, Indeed's general manager for our enterprise business. Maggie is also the executive sponsor for our Veterans and Allies Inclusion Resource Group, and you'll hear a bit more about that in a bit. Uh, Maggie's been with Indeed for a little over four years now, and until quarantine, worked out of our Stanford, Connecticut office. Maggie, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Let's start off first with how are you doing right now? Well, I feel really grateful in this moment to have had such a nice Father's Day yesterday with my parents, my brother's family, and our family. My brother has three kids under the age of seven. We have four kids ranging from ages four to 11. And before COVID, we'd all get together often. And after so many months of being apart, it was so nice to get together in person to celebrate Father's Day, even though we were still keeping our distance outside in the backyard. It was it was great. I hope you had a nice Father's Day as well. It was lovely. Yeah, very fortunate to have my two grown girls at home with us since quarantine. And so we had a really nice family day. Um, so let's start with you've been with Indeed now for, uh, as I said, a little over four years, and you've had a number of different roles here. We can talk about that in a little bit. But um, let's back up first and just tell us a little bit about your career before Indeed. So much of my early career was as a consultant at McKinsey, which was an incredible education and experience, learning how to solve many different types of problems for large organizations. And after McKinsey, I spent around five years at Google in the sales strategy and operations function, focused on growing Google's core advertising business for large customers. Now, my other area of interest has been workforce development, how improving you know, access to and training for good jobs changes lives and communities. I spent one year before business school working for the New York City Economic Development Corporation, focused on some of the most challenged areas of Brooklyn and the Bronx. And I've also advised social impact businesses uh, focused on helping people with barriers to employment, homelessness, criminal backgrounds get into living wage jobs. So, you know, as I think about it, both of these areas of focus from my time before Indeed, helping enterprise customers and helping people connect with jobs now are part of my day to day at Indeed. That's great. So um, what what led you to Indeed? Well, I joined Indeed to build the sales strategy and product commercialization functions. And, you know, as I was evaluating the opportunity, it was it was a chance to take on a senior role at an earlier stage company uh, to work with what I perceived to be a great leadership team, which fortunately has turned out to be true, um, to drive innovation in an enormous industry. I did not appreciate or understand how huge this industry was until my conversations with Indeed. And I was also really drawn to Indeed's mission to help people get jobs. You know, as I said before, I I believe giving people access to jobs and helping them see what's possible is so important for our society. And I've seen a lot of organizations with pretty inspiring mission statements, but very few live it the way Indeed does. 
So after three years in uh, sales strategy, um, I did transition to become the GM of enterprise where I'm really focused on shaping product and go-to-market priorities for our largest customers. And as you mentioned, I'm also the exec sponsor for the Vets and Allies IRG. Um, I'm also a military spouse. So this has you know a lot of meaning for me and has been another great experience. So in uh, previous episodes of Here to Help, we've talked some about the, the inclusion resource groups or IRGs at Indeed, and they really have two different roles. One is, is internally focused on trying to create a sense of belonging uh, for our employees and creating awareness for other employees about issues that are faced by different groups. But the second and um, maybe even more vital goal is to take that awareness and um, use that to help more people get jobs. And so if, can you talk a little bit about how the Vets and the Allies group has helped indeed help veterans and active duty military um, find work and, and helped employers hire them? So, you know, there's a number of resources that we've worked on to help veterans and active military find jobs on Indeed. Some of that is just helping them understand how to navigate what we already have, how to do a job search, how to create a profile uh, with Indeed. We also, gosh, now two years ago, partnered with an organization called Hiring Our Heroes. That's part of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, and their focus is to help connect veterans, um, active duty military, um, and military spouses to employment. And so that was a that's been a great partnership. Um, and we're a member of the Veterans Employment Advisory Council, alongside many other large enterprise organizations who are passionate about veterans. Now, as part of that partnership, we've seen um, there's a lot of opportunity to help veterans just understand what's out there. There was a lot of sort of training and advice being given to veteran populations that um, didn't even mention that Indeed existed. So that was an opportunity for us to make sure veterans knew we were there. Um, and we've we've taken a variety of approaches. We've uh, done things as customized as sort of one-on-one -on -one counseling sessions with individual veterans. Um, that's been a program that has been um, tested recently with the Job Seeker team, running webinars, bringing veterans and uh, active duty military into our offices to help run um, workshops for them. There's been a variety of things that we've tried. And you know, it's an area of continued investment. Now, if you think about the employer side, over the past year and a half, we've worked on making sure all of our solutions can actually work to help them connect with veterans. So we have employers who think about it through the lens of branding. Um, we now have the ability to actually target veterans with sponsored jobs, targeted ads. We've always made veterans free to reach out to in resume. Um, so that's yet another place where, you know, we've made it possible to find and connect with veterans. And, you know, we've seen a lot of success with hiring events as well. So really, there's a lot of variety in what employers can do as they're trying to connect with veterans on our platform. Um, and I think the last thing I just want to add is we have such an amazing, uh, passionate group of people as part of the Veterans and Allies IRG, and they've been such a pleasure to work with. You've had a really interesting career and you've done a number of different things. We've, we've touched on some of them. Can you talk a little bit about your approach to career development and, and how you think about leadership? So as I think about the decisions I've made with my career so far, there are a few consistent questions I've asked myself. Uh, 
First, um, am I having impact in this role? For my clients, my organization, my peers, generally with the orientation to want to help others succeed. The second, do I get to solve hard problems in this role? You know, my dad, who's on my mind, obviously after Father's Day, uh, used to say to me all the time, every problem has a solution. Some just take longer to find. And that sticks with me. I think of it often. Um, the third question, am I learning? I had a mentor tell me once, you should always feel uncomfortable, a little bit uncomfortable in your role. And if you're not, you're probably not learning anymore. The fourth, do I enjoy the people I work with? We spend so much time with the people we work with. Um, it really is important that it's you know, somewhat pleasant. <laughs> and am I finding any meaning or sense of purpose in what, I've, in what I'm doing? And I've generally found if I start to struggle with any of those questions, it's time to make a change. Um, now, on the part of your question about my approach to leadership, I, I think about it as, you know, wanting to inspire people to drive meaningful change together. And, and what does that mean? It means, you know, across the organization, across the teams, the expectation that we should be constantly innovating, challenging the status quo, and doing so with optimism that things can change, right? Every problem has a solution, so I'm just taking longer to find. Um, you know, I want to be getting the best of all the brains, as I like to say, in the organization, recognizing and having everyone feel that great ideas can come from anywhere or anyone. And then, you know, I think about giving people opportunities to grow and learn, as so many others have done for me. What uh, are some of the key lessons that you've learned in this process? So many lessons. Um, a couple things. I think the importance of building teams with really diverse capabilities and then using that diversity to your advantage. So, you know, triangulating perspectives, making sure your team, you know, welcomes debate with each other and doesn't shy away from it. Um, you know, they, they teach you as a consultant to look for disconfirming data. You can always find data to prove your argument, but go, go hunt for the disconfirming data. So I, I also think about just the importance of looking for who is the dissenter in whatever's being proposed and what did they have to say? Um, I think that's been an important one. Uh, you know, the importance of communication. And maybe when I first started my career, I thought it was mainly about top-down clarity of what you were saying. And I appreciate now more and more the importance of taking people along the journey with you. Um, and lastly, you know, that a lot of our decision-making isn't based on logic. And that was a hard one for me to learn early on, uh, but has been, you know, really important for knowing how to influence and drive change. In your current role as a GM for our enterprise business, your job is to understand the mindset of the largest organizations in the world and how they think about hiring. And not just how they think about hiring now, but how they think about adapting as the world is evolving. And uh, there's been more evolution in the last few months than maybe in the last decade before that. So um, among these recent events, the, the pandemic, the recession, Black Lives Matter, how have you observed um, or heard that these things are changing the way these companies are, are thinking? Well, of course, when you're talking about like global enterprises, which, you know, we define it indeed as those with more than a thousand employees, you're going to see a lot of variation in how the economic and social 
environment is affecting them. And, you know, in enterprise, we've thought about our, you know, our vision to become an essential partner to these organizations in every industry to help them make great hires for all their roles. But in this moment, with so much uncertainty all around us, we have been approaching our clients with this simple question, how can we help? The name of the series, right? How can we help? And there's a lot of variation in their answers. So for those who had to lay off significant proportions of their staff, they wanted help to offboard employees and help them find bridge opportunities. And since we're always focused, you know, first and foremost on job seekers at Indeed, we of course wanted to make sure we were doing everything we could to help these newly unemployed individuals find work. For those who were still hiring, some with a lot of urgency for essential or frontline roles, you know, some of the things we heard included, how do I, you know, convey to my prospective employees how I'm going to keep them safe from COVID? Um, I need to learn how to screen and interview virtually, and it's entirely new for my organization. Um, I have to screen massive inflows in applications, which has now completely outstripped my team's capability. Um, and we heard, look, finding candidates for these hard to fill locations and roles is still a challenge. It was a challenge before, and it's a challenge now. So those are the questions that have come up. So what are some of the things that, that your team has done to help uh, these employers adapt to these new realities? Yeah, so, you know, our team, and certainly in partnership with teams across Indeed, we've been listening to their answers, um, adjusting existing solutions and creating new ones to try to start to address their needs. For those who had to let go of employees, we created a new solution called Indeed Next to help companies, you know, offboard those employees and guide them to find jobs on Indeed, set up job alerts, create a profile to help employers find them. Um, to those employers who had the branding concerns, we made an easy way for companies to share their COVID approach on their company page. To help the job seekers urgently looking for employment connect with those employers who were urgently hiring, we created a way for job seekers to indicate that they were ready to work in any role and made those job seekers discoverable and free to reach out to an Indeed resume. I remember when Brendan Sturd did this interview earlier on, I think he mentioned we had something like 600,000 profiles and we're now up to 5 million that have been updated with that ready to work tag. And a million of them have found a match with an employer reaching out to them on resume. So then for the companies who were struggling with how to interview virtually, we took our um, you know, hiring event solution formerly focused on in-person events and pivoted to virtual hiring events and have seen adoption scale you know, pretty quickly since then. For those who are trying to solve for those hard to fill roles, we've tested using Invite to Apply uh, to help them in new ways. And lastly, for the organizations who really wanted a lot more help with the sourcing and the screening and the selection, we've offered to make hire our end-to-end -end solution a little bit more configurable for clients to align with what they needed in this moment. Now, uh, you know, I want to add that as part of this effort to help, we've also reached out to governments and organizations hiring essential workers, offering, you know, philanthropic support in a variety of ways. A few examples, we've partnered closely with the National Health Service in the UK, NHS, to help with some of their urgent hiring needs. And this has been an area where it's been so inspiring to see so many of our functions and in indeed going 
above and beyond to help sales and client success, our strategy teams, our technical teams, all working together to help in this moment. In the US, um, we've offered free sourcing help and free resume licenses for New York State nursing homes. New uh, New York nursing homes were particularly hard hit by COVID, I think as many know. We've also offered free virtual events to help with critical hiring needs in states where Indeed has a significant footprint. So we've run events already in New York, in Connecticut, and uh, Dallas-Fort Worth just last week. And we've had roughly 175 employers participate in those events, driving 32,000 RSVPs, um, and so far, 1,000 hires and counting. Um, so, you know, that's been, you know, one of the areas that we've been really excited to see work so well for so many of our employers. And we plan to continue it. So later this month, we have a free event plan to help with contact tracing roles. Um, in July, we'll hold our first event in Europe, in Germany. And in the fall, we're thinking about, you know, how we can take this, the same model and help get all parts of the U.S. back to work. You mentioned a lot of different things in there. Maybe we'll we'll sort of take a little time on on some of them. Um, so, you talked about virtual hiring events, and and we've had a product for the last couple of years um, focused on in person events, indeed hiring events. And obviously, when uh, quarantine first hit, the number of people who wanted to cram a bunch of people together in a small space to interview them dropped off pretty quickly, and that team pivoted really quickly to to bring that all online. Um, Can you talk just a little bit about these virtual events and and how they're being used right now? So before COVID, it's right, Indeed hiring events primarily focused on physical events. And we would drive candidates who met the employer screener criteria to a physical location for in-person interviews. And just as context, we did 24,000 events last year with clients across North America, UK and Ireland, driving tens of thousands of hires. So this was a fairly established product. But yes, after COVID, we quickly pivoted to offer virtual events with essentially the same benefits, driving interested in screened candidates uh, into slots for virtual interviews. And, you know, the first approach has been to allow clients to bring their own interviewing platform. Some already had one and some, you know, quickly adopted Zoom or Microsoft Teams, Skype or another video solution. Year to date, we've had uh, now more than 500 clients hold a virtual event with us in this way. And we've also been working hard to make it possible all around the world. So in addition to the countries I mentioned before, we've added Germany, Netherlands, France, and Italy, and are testing variations of it in India right now as well. The solution has worked really well for roles with straightforward screening requirements like frontline retail, but it also really works for more complex requirements and clients don't always realize that. So for example, we've seen you know software development positions requiring security clearance also have really successful virtual events. You know, I think another thing that's worth noting is that many of the companies and the job seekers trying virtual events in this moment are way out of their comfort zone. Uh, they've never done this before. So, you know, we've seen we've seen some of those challenges as part of the events, and we've been working on new ways to support both job seekers and employers to make sure they're comfortable with the process, with the technology, um, so it can be a, a smooth interview for them. And, you know, we've also had a couple clients just opt to do phone interviews, and that also works. 
you know, I think the last thing I'll add is we've had many clients tell us that they would prefer to just have an integrated solution so they didn't have to bring their own platform, didn't have to buy one, didn't have to download it. And and they really wanted to solve some of the problems related to the challenges with the technology adoption. So that that feedback was part of why the team set out to build our own interviewing platform. So let's talk a little bit about uh, we set out not very long ago to to take all of this feedback and just throw a team at let's build our, our own platform that is deeply integrated with the, the hiring events uh, system. What are some of the things that, that we've seen and, and learned through that process? Well, as I mentioned um, before, I think clients appreciate having a solution that can schedule a desired number of interviews with screen candidates without needing to buy or download any additional software. We've also heard clients tell us they value ease of use um, and the fact that you know this solution was really designed to support interviewing versus you know some of the other solutions were, were designed more for meetings. The solution is also really flexible and we're seeing some clients use it to you know, simplify the scheduling of a first phone screen on an ongoing basis. So for example, you know, I want to do an interview every Tuesday and Thursday for two hours with qualified candidates. And I just want it on my calendar on an ongoing basis. That as well as, you know, allowing your team to do same day offers at scale, it has, you know, the ability to think about it either way. So it's, it's really, you know, it's allowing clients their ability to adjust um, how they want to hire at any scale. And we're also trying to improve the experience for job seekers. So, you know, it's, it's a benefit to not have to download an app. You can just click into an interview. And we think that's part of the reason why we're seeing higher show rates than what we're seeing with some of the other interviewing platforms. And there's also a lobby for the job seekers to check into. So it's a little bit more clear what's happening as they wait for an interview to begin. And that also helps with the experience. I think, you know, lastly for us, given that we are now controlling the experience more end to end, we're in a better position to, you know, learn from and optimize the experience for both job seekers and employers. So ultimately we can, you know, get to better hiring outcomes uh, over time. So when you were talking about some of the challenges that are um, not necessarily new, but that are um, uh more meaningful right now to employers and, and they're adapting. One of them was that the, you know, not everyone's hiring, but the ones that are hiring have a whole lot more to do. And in some case with, you know, not enough or even reduced staff. And so one of the things that's really exciting to me about hiring events is it just cuts out a huge amount. Of, I mean, the amount of work that normally goes into sourcing candidates, screening them, and then getting them to set up an interview we're just going directly to setting up that interview. Um, now, one of the other things, and you mentioned this before, uh, Indeed Hire is, is another um, service that we have that really just sort of takes on a lot of the work that typically an employer would have to do on their own. Can you talk a little bit more about Indeed Hire and how that is uh, helping support our clients right now? Definitely. So, you know, Indeed Hire is for those of you who don't know, our end-to-end recruiting service that takes advantage of Indeed scale, technology, and our expertise. And the the idea is to deliver an easy um, and affordable paper hire solution. And we have the ability to help clients in a number of ways with the help of recruiting specialists who really understand what the client is solving for. And that can include 
you know, helping optimize their job descriptions, you know, the requirements, how they might think about salary and the trade-offs with candidate flow, sourcing and screening candidates for the client to deliver a qualified shortlist for their review, helping with interview scheduling across, you know, whoever in the business is engaging with hiring these particular roles and, you know, through to offer management support. And so again, it has it has the ability to adjust to what the clients um, are looking for. And in this moment, as we've been doing with everything with Hire Now, we're trying to listen carefully to the clients and understand what's most important to them. Uh, for some, you know, what they actually need help with right now is helping with screening and selecting from candidates that are already in their ATS. And so, for example, we worked with a national grocer in this way, um, helping develop custom screening for more than 30,000 applicants already in their ATS, so they could quickly hire delivery drivers and in-store shoppers. You know, but for some organizations, what they've wanted is, you know, faster times to hire. Um, and, you know, as a different example, we've worked with an insurance company hiring telemarketers and helped them reduce their time to hire to under two weeks. So, you know, we've seen it We've seen the solution really work well for a variety of roles and industries, whether it's retail, healthcare, sales and customer service, you know, call centers, manufacturing or warehouse roles. But in this in this moment, what we're really focused on with Hire as an end-to-end solution is, you know, partnering with our largest clients and trying to understand what improvements they want to drive and then working together to achieve it. And again, we've got a lot of different ways that we can help. And so um, we're excited about the potential to help transform how clients hire um, in partnership with them. So one of the things that we've talked about a lot in this series is how um, there are a handful of things that we've been working on that we've thought of as part of the future and that it might take five or 10 years for people to adapt, kind of like your dad's line that... Um, sometimes, sometimes you might even find the solution and people might not be ready for it. You just have to kind of wait and, and, and help them along. And then when, um, circumstances change radically, like they have just in the last few months, that suddenly things that seemed more futuristic are, are needed right now. And we've obviously done a whole lot to try to, uh, adapt, um, to these changing times. When you, when you think about how quickly these things have changed, um, what are some of the, the things that you see as being lasting changes, not just shifting to adapt now, but what are some of the things that we've just sort of brought in that will be different going forward? Well, if I think about, you know, what we're, what we're hearing from our conversations with clients, um, I think two, two themes, um, big themes that I, I think at least I see. One, there's a lot of there's a lot of focus on efficiency. And yes, it's driven by the economic uncertainty, but um, I do think that in a moment like this, you see organizations make changes that stick. Um, and so some of the questions I've heard clients say just in meetings over the last two weeks, how do I know if I'm spending my advertising and sourcing dollars in the most intelligent way? You know, how do I think about the right number of you know, TA or recruiters that I should have in my organization. I have, you know, clients are telling us that they've threaded together many different pieces of technology for their recruiting um, processes and 
are questioning whether they're actually delivering the value as expected. And so I do think that in this moment, some of those, you know, that awareness and the focus that some of those changes will stick. Um, you know, I think there's also a lot of reflection on how to use this moment to change some of the approaches to how they hire. So, you know, a lot of conversations about how how we can all start to hire more without bias, building more diverse and inclusive teams. Um, you know, I, I'm really optimistic that organizations will make a shift in this moment, given all of the all of the debate and conversation about this going on really all over the world. There's there's a question about what parts of our process should stay virtual or streamlined forever. And this one I I'm also really optimistic about, you know, it's funny, many of the clients have said that they thought that their organizations would never change anything about sort of their in-person cadence for how they did things until they had one week to figure it out and then they changed it. And so, you know, the ability to see how efficient uh, virtual interviewing can be or having more aut automation for some parts of the process, I think, I think will stick. And then lastly, um, I think all of us, maybe include, you know, including here at Indeed, we've, we've been um, maybe a little surprised at how well remote work has actually worked. And, you know, we hear it across clients from all types of industries. So in this moment, there's a lot of discussion around, okay, if we're going to have remote, you know, remote or work from home um, options, uh, how is it going to change the way we think about recruitment? And how is it going to change the way we think about retention? Because now, you know, the employees who you might have thought, you know, as not being necessarily um, open to working for an organization on the other side of the world, perhaps now could. And so a lot of interesting discussion, I think, um, reflecting on how to make remote a new sort of the new normal, um, at least for parts of their organizations. Yeah, we've, we've had this theme internally that the future is now and, you know, how do we think about things that way? And just the last thing you said got me thinking even just about when you come to Indeed.com as a job seeker, there's a, a what and a where. What are you looking for and where? And that where, you know, might not be uh, at the same level as the what in the future. And that's uh, so obviously we have to adapt to this. And um, so what you talked about is, is some of the changes that will be lasting for employers and how they hire. What, what has changed or what do you see that will continue to change about how we partner with our clients and especially with enterprises? Yeah, so you know, for how we help drive greater efficiency, right? our goal has been to be our client's number one source of hire with the lowest cost per hire. And in a moment of focus on efficiency, we genuinely believe we can help clients transform their hiring processes to make them dramatically better. And, you know, many companies haven't historically thought of Indeed as a place to come to conduct interviews or make hires, but it's now how we're working with many of our largest clients. And, you know, we're really um, excited about the potential to, you know, work with them in those fundamentally new ways. I think for, you know, for how we can help innovate the approaches to hiring, you know, we certainly want to be part of the solution for how companies hire without bias. You know, the, um, the global protests and conversations about racial injustice have been for so many people a wake up call. And I am really optimistic that employers 
you know, enterprise employers, but also small employers, employers of all sizes will use this moment to be more fair in how they hire at all levels of their organization. Every single employer I've talked to about this says they they know this is important and they know they have to do better because they know that there's still a lot of bias in how hires are made. And you know, it's been interesting um, as we talk about our new virtual interviewing solution and explain to clients, okay, you're just going to tell us the criteria for the first interview and we're going to do the rest. You know, we're sort of finding that together we can we can prevent an otherwise, you know, qualified candidate from being rejected based on, you know, their name, their address, their age or school um, before they had that first opportunity to meet with someone. And, you know, we're describing that to clients and you can see it registering with them as something that could potentially make a really big difference. Um, it's, of course, you know, not enough to get rid of all of the bias in hiring, but it's a start. And, you know, it's it's led to a, a number of pretty constructive conversations about how we can work together to, to do better here. So that's so that's bias. I think in terms of the trend of embracing virtual hiring, as we've as we've talked about before, we're investing you know, heavily to allow clients to do more of their hiring processes with us virtually in fundamentally more streamlined ways. And we'll continue to improve the ways we do that. But, um, you know, we've made a lot of progress in a very short period of time. And last, you know, as it relates to hiring remote workers, you know, indeed, we have the we have the largest global footprint of job seekers. And so we actually have a unique ability to help companies approach hiring remote talent in new ways. And I think we, you know, that's another challenge um, we need to think about for how to make that even better um, for clients thinking about it in new ways. To wrap things up a little bit, um, it it's nice to hear some optimism, uh, especially now when there's so much going on that um, has people anxious or afraid or unsure about the future. Um, and you talked about some optimism for what might happen in the world of hiring and on the business side, is there is there anything um, just in closing on, on a personal level that um, you have seen that has left you personally optimistic about the, the months and years ahead? I would say for me personally, the experience of my husband and I both working from home has been really illuminating. Um, two areas I'll mention here. First, you know, we think about all of the travel we've been doing for the last 15 years and all of the hours we logged on airplanes, you know, sometimes flying halfway around the world for a half day meeting um, and wonder, you know, was that really necessary? Like, um, and, and while it definitely hasn't been easy to navigate work from home and trying to, you know, do school from home with four kids ages four to 11, we as a family are all together so much more often, and that has been really wonderful. So, you know, I am optimistic personally that on the other side of this global work from home, you know, experiment, we'll, we'll all be more judicious about when we really should be traveling, when we really need the travel to have an effective discussion. Um, I think the second thing for me personally is, you know, we're finding in this moment that we're connecting more often with friends and, you know, people that we care about than we were before. We've literally connected with people, you know, in a Zoom meeting that we hadn't seen in more than five years. Um, and, 
it was so easy to do. And so we, you know, we think like, why, why haven't we done this? Why didn't we do this sooner? So I am, I guess I am really optimistic that this experience for all of us will, um, you know, will, will lead us to connect more openly and more often with each other. And I think we're already finding it's, it's, it's helping us become better friends and, you know, better parents and probably, you know, better leaders over time if we're doing that well. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today. It's really inspiring uh, to see just how much has really happened in just a very short period of time and thinking about where we can go and, and how many people we can help over the coming months and years. Um, it's really exciting. So thanks again, Maggie, for your time today. My pleasure.